Hi there, Brooke family. My name is uh, my name is Neil. I'm glad to share God's word with you today. Over the past uh, several weeks, uh, Pastor Mucci has been preaching about uh, God creating a people and us uh, at the Brook being God's people. And it's a wonderful theme, and it's a theme that uh, deserves a lot of thought, a lot of consideration, especially in these days when people are so isolated and people are so separated. Not simply be- physically because of COVID, but, but uh, politically and emotionally and financially, there's a lot of separation going on in the world today. But God has called His people, His church, to be together. So I'd like to share with you from God's Word, from the book of James, uh, what it means to be God's people from the aspect of what it means to care. I love this theme. I love the theme of caring because it's one of those, it's one of those themes which just underlies so much of what all the scripture says. God's people are people who care. And there's so many verses I thought of as I was asked to do this sermon. And it's like, there's so many verses about loving one another and caring for one another and praying for one another that they all kind of went through my mind. I said, could we do this or could we do this or do this? But as I thought and prayed over it, there was one portion of scripture that came clear to me that I think that God wanted me to share with you today. And that's the book of James. I don't know if you've read James lately, but he is amazing. James is a guy who gets in your face and tells you exactly the way it is. He doesn't hold his punches back. He comes straight at you. And when it comes to us being God's people, maybe that's really good for us to hear. I'd like to put it this way. James speaks prophetically. He tells us what we need to hear. So I'd like to think today about what it means to be God's people, what it means to be a people who care from the book of James. And if you follow with me today, you'll find out that James kind of puts it negatively first, and then he puts it positively. So first with the negative, here it comes in James chapter 2. James tells the people, don't be partial to one another. Don't be partial to one another. Let me read chapter 2, verse 1 and following. My brothers and sisters, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet, have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brethren. Has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich the ones who oppress you and the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you are called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture... You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You're doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. We don't know exactly the church to whom James is writing, but they had a problem with partiality. The rich person would come into their congregation, into their group, and they would be preferred over the poor people. A person with a fine ring and fine clothes and just kind of an outstanding kind of look to them would be elevated. And the person who didn't have very much 
would be isolated, they would be neglected, they would be overlooked. James looks at that and he says, do not show partiality. Do not prefer the rich to the poor. Instead, he says, and the positive message to be found here, don't show partiality, but show love. And how do we show love? We show love the way God shows love, without preference for class. God shows love to everybody. And so you may not be rich in this world's goods, but if you've received the love of God, you are overwhelmingly rich. The love of God is deep and profound. And you read over Paul's writings in Ephesians and Romans. It is, it is a deep well of riches that has been given to God's people. And James says, don't, don't play this game that people play, that we prefer the rich. Show God's love to everybody. And when you show God's love to everybody, you're fulfilling the law of God, which says, love your neighbor as yourself. And so as a church, as a community of believers, we follow God by loving the way that God loves, not preferentially, but totally those in our presence. Imagine being part of a community where love is unbounded no matter which class you come from, no matter how much money is in your bank account, no matter, no matter how important you are in this world. That is the community. That is the people that God is building. So James calls it straight, doesn't he? He really does. There's several other things I'd like to look at in James today, but there's at least a couple more. One is, another one is found in James chapter 3, where James says, and he starts negatively again, he says, don't use your tongue as a weapon. James chapter 3, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone who does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, also able to bridle his own body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a force is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring forth, pour forth from the same opening both fresh water and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. This passage from James chapter 3 talks about the power of the tongue. In terms of God's people and being people who care, 
We saw in James chapter 2 that we care about people because God's love is in us and we love people without preferring. James chapter 3 teaches us that when we use our tongue, we are not to use it as a weapon. Oh, James may have been written 2,000 years ago, but he is speaking to the year 2020, isn't he? How often do we today use our tongues as weapons to hurt somebody, to throw shade at somebody, to make somebody feel less than? It's really simply another version of what we just read in James chapter 2. It's a matter of, I prefer this group of people over that group of people, and so this group of people are going to get my praise, and this group of people over here are going to get my curses. And James says, and this was the verse I really want you to hear, with our tongue we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made, how? In the likeness of God. And so that temptation you and I might have when, it, when our nerves are frayed and our patience is low and our energy is not what it should be and our spiritual connection to God is not as vital as we'd hoped it to be and we're just at the end of our wits and all of a sudden just a perfect phrase comes at us and I say, you know what, we ought to unleash that on someone who's deserving of it, right? James says, bite your tongue and bite it hard. He says, don't say that. Don't say that mean thing that you wanted to say. Don't tell everybody everything you're thinking all the time. You know why? Because that very person that you want to level with your words, that person was, is created in the image of God. And what James does is masterful, of course, because he's inspired by the Holy Spirit, is that he takes that negative and he turns it into a positive. Imagine what your life would be like if you saw the people around you as being people created in the image of God. They're not people to climb over. They're not people to step on. They're not people to be used for your own purposes. Those are people that God has created in his very image and likeness. And James says, watch your tongue when you're talking about them. Because that same tongue you use to bless God and to sing praises to God is also that same tongue that you're talking to people who are created in God's image. I tell you, talk about a plan for caring. You talk about a call to care for one another. I tell you that first we start with God's love in, in chapter 2, that we follow God's love and we have God's love in our heart toward everybody regardless of, of their position in society. James chapter 3 tells us this, that we look at people and we are called to care because the people that God is calling are people who have God's very image. What a revolutionary truth it would be for us as God's people if we maintain words of blessing over against words of cursing. There's one last theme from the book of James that I want to hit today and I want to make sure that we get it because I think to me it's super important. It's the last part of chapter 3 in James chapter 3 verses 13 through 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. 
But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. Let's stop there for just a moment. Remember how James does it. He leads with the negative. He says, don't show favoritism, show love. He says, don't curse the people around you. Actually, treat them like they're in the image of God. And now he goes to his third point. And the point I want to bring home today is this idea that he asks us to use wisdom as we care for one another. And it starts off again, very, very negative. As he talks about those who are wise and understanding, he goes immediately into don't have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition. Because where there's jealousy and selfish ambition, there will be disorder and every vile practice. This is the wisdom that comes from below. I like the word wisdom because it's the, it's the Greek word Sophia. And my wife and I have a daughter uh, whose birthday is this weekend and her name is Sophia. And I, we tell her a lot that her name means wisdom. And it's really important to know the difference between earthly wisdom and heavenly wisdom. Earthly wisdom is the wisdom you kind of pick up on the streets and you pick up through society and you pick up through randomly through the culture. And what does, what does earthly wisdom tell you? Earthly wisdom tells you that people are to be used, that people are to be stepped on, that people are to be envied and mistreated if they get in our way. Our world often teaches us that in the way we approach it. It says, you know, it doesn't matter who we leave in our wake as we climb the ladder of success in the world. It doesn't matter who we step on or who we, who we use or anything like that. That's worldly wisdom. There are people who get to the end of their lives and there is just a row of people that they have stepped on and stabbed their backs on the way to the top. And God says, this is not good. Just as he looks at us when we misuse our tongue or he looks at us when we prefer one group over another group, God says, this is not good. This wisdom is from below. This wisdom is of the devil. This wisdom is just plain wrong. And so James hits us and he asks us to evaluate our lives and he asks us to look at the way we deal with people and we deal with things, the way we react to situations. What kind of wisdom are we using? And we say, Lord, please send us some good wisdom. Send us wisdom from above. And James does it. He tells us what wisdom from above is. Verse 17, wisdom from above is what? It is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial, sincere. Oh, the case for caring for one another. Why do we care? We care because we love one another. We care because we see people in God's image. We care because we've received the wisdom from above. It's pure. It doesn't have secret motives. It's peaceable. It works towards peaceable ends. It's gentle. It's, it's not easily frustrated. It's, it's open to reason and discussion. 
It's full of mercy and good fruits. It's impartial and sincere. And as I was thinking about these words, and, and doesn't our society need to see a people full of this heavenly wisdom? All I could think about this week was, uh, or some of the things I've been thinking about this week and in the past, is this thing we call social media, right? And uh, every once in a while, every once in a while, we run into these people that we call trolls on social media. You, you, may, uh, you may know what a troll is, right? A troll is a person who, seems, who follows you, and, and if, you, uh, if you say something they don't like, they jump on you, regardless of whether you've asked for their input or not. And not only do they tell you that they don't like what you just said, they also question your humanity, and they question your faith, and they, it doesn't matter what it's about. They're, they are just trolls, and those are generally are people who have series of unpleasant days. And somehow, when they hit the send button on their comment... They feel really good about themselves. Ah, I scored some points on you, right? I was able to dunk on you, so, so they say. And there's nothing about being a troll that links up with wisdom from above. Before we hit the send on our social media posts, we need to really run it through this rigorous, is it wisdom from above or is it wisdom from below? James doesn't call us to snarkiness. Sometimes we think that our cleverness or our snarkiness is wisdom. And, and James says, no, no, that's not the case at all. We need to be a people who are able to discuss things, even our differences, in a humane, in a, in a decent sort of way. We ought to have a humility of spirit. We ought to have a humility of purpose in a common cause because God has called us to be people. When we have that kind of a wisdom, that wisdom from above, we are better able to care for each other. Not simply to convince people because we are good at debating. Not simply because we, we, we have some really snarky posts, right, that, that people will repeat or they'll, they'll retweet it and like it or, or something like that or get a lot of followers, however the, the social media thing works, right? Ah, my prayer is that we'd be people who are pure and peaceable and gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. That's a case for caring. Caring from above. Heavenly Sophia. That wisdom. I want to end with verse 18. Because this is what Pastor Mucci has been talking about over the past several weeks. When it comes, talks about when he's been talking about being a people that God is, is developing. Here, here in the brook, God is calling out people, right? God is forming a, God is forming a people that, that really, when we, as we follow the Lord, we can certainly change. We can, we can change the, our community. We can change our lives. We can, you know, there can be so many good things when we follow what God is calling us to. And here's the verse. And, and he has talked about, Pastor Mucci has talked about, flourishing. And I want you to hear this verse now in the context of flourishing. Verse 18, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. I want you to hear those words. A harvest of righteousness that is flourishing. Flourishing by the world standards is about bank accounts, it's about houses, it's about fame. 
None of those things are necessarily evil, but that's not the goal. Flourishing is having a heart, personally, that's a harvest of righteousness. It's producing peace because it's sown in peace. As we care for one another, as we love one another, as we speak well of one another, as we, as we discuss wisely matters of importance with one another, God is calling us to flourish together because our hearts are joined as a people of God. And you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you and I meet our maker and we stand in his presence, I don't think God's going to ask us about how we did financially during 2020. I don't think he's going to ask us about, about you know, which, which kind of house we had or which kind of car he had, we had. I think God's going to be really concerned about what we did with our heart. Whether we tapped into flourishing God's way. If we've tapped into God's peace and God's wisdom and God's love. I think when we talk about these things and we talk about caring for each other, isn't that the kind of community that you want to be a part of? I tell you what, I've met all kinds of people in my life. I've met all kinds of people. The people who've blessed me the most are the people who've cared for me. People who've cared for me when I was down. People who've reached out to me when I was hurting. People who treated me as, as a person who has God's image. A person, people who treated me as, as someone who had a good opinion to offer, who had maybe a, something to contribute to a group. Those are the people, when, when I am down and I am hurt and I am broken, that care that I have received has kept me close to the family of God. Oh, 2020, it's easy to write people off, right? It's easy to write them off. And I tell you, that's a temptation sometimes we face. And I think we need to be wise with the way we, we, we interact. But let's commit to be a part of a community that cares for each other, that shows God's love, that honors God's image, and that displays God's wisdom. What a caring and loving community that could be. Let us pray. Lord, give us your wisdom, we pray, to do what is right in your eyes. Fill us with your spirit. Help us to live up to the great and wonderful calling that you've given to us. And help us to reach out to those who need you most today. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.